Welcome to Sobriety After Dark. I am your host, Jackie Laidlaw, and this is a solo sesh all about movement and the importance of movement, when, you, especially when you have trauma. So as a person with childhood trauma and as a sober person, the first thing I did was pick up a really good workout routine. I had actually already been working out. I had been um, doing Zumba and running and doing races, 5Ks, and light li- weight lifting, but nothing consistent with weights. It just wasn't Uh, really my thing. I I always said, you know, the pavement is free. I can always run outside. Um, So I never, that's not true. I would go to the gym at Seascape. So no, I did lift a little bit of weights, but nothing consistently. And then after sobriety, we started going to the gym every single day, five days a week. And I would go twice a day on some days when I would do Zumba and run and do extra things. So I had, you know, 45 pounds to lose when we got sober And it still didn't come off after three months of sobriety. Not a single pound came off. And it took introducing another medicine um, for insulin resistance for a single pound to come off of me. Um, But then once that did, it was amazing. So other than the weight, that's just one tiny little piece of my puzzle. That's just the physical benefits of, of exercise and treating your body correctly and finding homeostasis. Um, my thyroid story will be out eventually. I will get to it. I promise. Um, it's in a a book. I've written it all down and I want to tell it on here, but I kind of want to release my book first. Is that super selfish? (laughs) I tell bits and pieces of it all the time. It's, I have, it's, I've, it's been my baby that I've worked on for the past year and I am super stoked to read it. And yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that soon, but just little tidbits here and there. Finding homeostasis was imperative for me first before my body could start healing from trauma. Um, so found homeostasis with medication and, you know, continued exercising and eating well. And the reason I'm bringing all of this up is because the importance of healing your body with physical exercise is trauma is stored in your body. And the only way to release it is to work it out. And that's not necessarily to beat yourself up in the gym or to beat yourself up for what you ate. Um, If you're working out to, to punish yourself for what you ate, or if you're working out to feed your ego and see how much weight you can lift. I mean, it's good to push yourself and have goals. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but if you're treating it more of like a punishment than a reward for what your body can do, then I think we still have some work to do on the inside on figuring out why we, we go to the gym. So when I first started my sober journey, and this is, you know, part of why I'm wanting to do all this so that I can help you, you know, get there much faster than I did. It took me a couple years to meet my ego and realize, oh, I don't have to, this doesn't have to be painful. I don't have to do the things that hurt. If it's hurting, don't do it. If the weights are too heavy for your arthritic hands, put them down and lift lighter weights. You have nothing to prove to anyone. I never wanted to lift heavy in certain scenarios. It hurts my hands. My hands shouldn't be aching. My brain shouldn't be talking to my arthritis the entire time at the gym. That's that you're not doing it right. If that's happening, um, it just is what it is. So I'm into, and uh, the program that I'm writing is called lit low intensity interval training. It is all about slowing down and connecting with your body. Every workout, you will not be like super hot and sweaty and ridiculous. And it won't look like you've been like smoked in a workout (laughs) for lack of a better term. Um, But you will be connected and rejuvenated and revived and not debilitated. And you can keep going the next day and you can keep building, stacking those stones and building your foundation. Just like Sarah and I talked about in 
um, our conversation earlier. We will be releasing that soon. But yeah, so those light, if you need to go pump iron in the gym, go get it out. Like, yes, go pump, do it. Um, but I want to make sure we are all slowing down and connecting because that's the only way the trauma really gets released. If we're just mindlessly going through the motions, nothing's, no work is being done other than cardiovascular. Um, first of all, in my book, and I know that this, I will get some flack for this, but I don't know about you people, but leg day counts as cardio for me. I mean, my heart is pumping on a good leg day. So it doesn't have to be running a marathon. It doesn't have to be pounding your joints. It doesn't have to be high intensity interval training and keeping up with everybody in class and competing and comparing. It can be exercise can be honoring your body. Exercise can be slow, mindful movements that are connected to your body and with the ultimate goal of healing your trauma. My ultimate goal since I realized all of this stuff is to heal so that I can stop bleeding on my children and my husband. The, you bleed on the ones closest to you and then your inner circle, you know, hopefully I don't bleed on them too much. But yeah, so ultimate goal is to heal trauma. And once the awareness is there, once you see something, you can't unsee it. And the more you get to know your ego and the more you find your why and your your reason for everything, my, I mean, my reason is to heal. My reason I do everything is to heal, which is why I promote hot yoga all the time. I mean, hot yoga, I started it to feed my ego. I started it to get bendy for a dance class. That's not true. Um, I started doing hot yoga back in my drinking days. And I remember leaving and lighting. This is terrible. Please don't judge me. Um, and lighting a cigarette on the way out and going, ah, that was so wonderful. <laughs> so I was working out plenty before quitting drinking, um, but I wasn't benefiting from any of it until I quit drinking and found homeostasis and found safety in my body. Um, and even a- I didn't start a, a dedicated hot yoga routine until after my son was born. So I went all through pregnancy. I lost that 20 pounds and then all through pregnancy. And if he was born almost his first birthday, no, yeah, almost his first birthday. Um, cause I started January 1st. I dedicated 2017. I dedicated my life to yoga and swore to myself that I would honor my body and stop hurting it in the gym, basically. So, uh, lift light and stop hurting yourself and don't push through pain push through resistance, but not pain. If it hurts, please stop. I'm healing with my my stupid cheerleader hip and I have an insert in my shoe and all this nonsense that I'm trying to do and having a baby on one hip, the other hip gets kind of wonky. And yeah, I, I so when I was pregnant with Teddy, estrogen's a bitch and something snapped one night. I was like eight months pregnant and I had, it was a Saturday. So I'd worked a really, really long day at the salon and I came home and I was having a hard time breathing and I was trying to take deep breaths. And at this point, all I could do in my pregnancy with Teddy. So I had Tatum and I was only doing Zumba and weightlifting. Um, no more running. Ever since I discovered Zumba, I stopped running and I haven't run since. I just dance for cardio. Now TikTok dances are amazing and hip hop and all my fun dance classes that I go to. Um, and I also teach a dance class now on Thursdays at Grand Fitness, which is amazing. Um, like a cardio, hip hop, cardio, pop, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, it's super fun, but yeah, no more running. Running is just too pounding. And I don't salsa in my dance class. Salsa was terrible for my knees. Anything twisting of the hips while dancing is just too dangerous for my knees. And I'm, I'm not trying to get hurt. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm just trying to get my jam on and get some connection in my body while grooving and moving and all that fun stuff. So after the salon one day, I, that Saturday, I heard something pop and I had been only going to hot yoga during my pregnancy. It was all I could do to just honor my body during that pregnancy. It was kind of a rough pregnancy, even though nothing really went wrong. It was just, every day was just hard. Estrogen and hypothyroidism just don't fucking mix. It just is a disaster. Um, I had to go up on my thyroid medicine with both pregnancies at, I think, three times per pregnancy and then down, you know, taper back down after they, after I had the babies. Um, but anyways, so I heard something pop and it scared the shit out of me. And I thought I was going to race to the bathroom and there was going to be blood everywhere, but there wasn't no pain ever happened. We called the emergency doctor and he literally told me I would tell my wife to stay home. Um, I was like, I have nothing really to tell you other than it was loud and it echoed inside of me and I heard it and it was on my left side. (laughs) I had no information for him. Um, I have no injury. I just know that something, something popped anyway. So in one of my workouts that I wrote the other day, um, I was doing something and I felt whatever that popped, that tendon, whatever the fuck it was, I felt it reconnect. I felt it finally, uh, my rib boob, and this is awful to admit, and it's, you know, self-awareness and I'm calling myself out as my goal in life is to always call myself out on my shit. I have figured out that the reason my left rib boob is what Get Mom Strong calls it, this lady I follow on Instagram. So I have these rib boob issues where my ribs pop out while I'm working out, which means I can't engage my core. And I have like pelvic floor issues from pregnancy. And and actually I had pelvic floor issues before. I had diastasis recti long before pregnancy. I don't think my abs have ever been connected in that area. Um, so I'm doing tons of work downstairs trying to figure all that shit out. Anyway, so my rib boob that Get Mom Strong calls it, um, on my left side always pops out. And I shit you not, I think it's because I used to smoke on my left side, you know, driving my car, smoking cigarettes. I can't believe I did that for 12 years. If you're still smoking, please stop. Our bodies are so precious. We should not be putting bad stuff in. Um, Although, you know, maybe this is a good segue to talk about medical marijuana because there are some smokes. That, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but seriously, it's I'm so super grateful to live in a state that it's legal for PTSD because that is a huge piece of my trauma story. And that will be a whole podcast on it on its own. Um, but it is incredible for trauma healing. And I am so incredibly grateful for the doctors around here that are advocating for it. Um, because it's, it's the reason I wrote a book. It's the reason I'm tapping into my creative side outside of hair. Um, it's, it's been healing. So, but no more cigarette smoke, no more tobacco, no, no more of that stuff. Um, anyway, so yeah, a win for me today while moving my body, or actually it was yesterday, um, was reconnecting something that I injured during pregnancy from breathing, from just, you know, being, (laughs) it was awful. Um, yeah, so, The whole point of movement is to connect to your body and to find homeostasis and to honor your body. Um, God gave us one body and one body only, and I did some serious damage for about 12 years to it. Um, Long before the drinking, too, I'm sure I was not doing good things to my body with food and things like that. And, you know, I have a couple zits on my face to prove the amount of Doritos we're eating in quarantine, but, you know survival mode. I'm allowed to eat some Doritos and my face will show. (laughs) 
Ah, anyways, little tangent. But the point is, I want you to start working out every day, every single day. I'm not saying kill yourself every single day in the gym. I'm saying move yourself every day, whether that is walking, whether that is yoga, whether that is stretching at night, whether that is some therapy moves for shoulder, like whatever injury you have every single day, I want you to move something and you'll be shocked at yourself at, if you make that promise to yourself, if you make the promise to honor your body every day, every single day, it's not, I mean, honoring your body is also resting, I should say. Um, I say to work out every day because you know, this is my trick, you know life's going to throw you some shit. You know something's going to come up and you're not going to work out every day. But if you promise yourself that you're going to do something every day and you just go for a walk after dinner, you still win because you did something, you know? I'm not saying you need to lift heavy every day. I lift heavy now once a month. That's it. I don't, I do not want to hurt my body anymore. When I tear my muscles too much, it causes an autoimmune reaction. I've been tracking it since I've laid off of the weightlifting and not lifting as heavy. Um, For the past eight months, the inflammation in my body has gone down exponentially. I was also in a little bit of a um, traumatizing situation. So that was causing some inflammation in my body too, which has gone down from that as well. But I can't help but know that it's also not lifting as heavy and being perfectly fine with my little bitty five pound weights. And there's absolutely no shame in lifting five pound weights, guys. Um, just lift them. Just, just put a smile on your face and lift them and say, fuck everybody else that thinks this is silly. (laughs) There's people out there that think you have to lift barbells with big heavy weights. And that's wonderful that that does a number for your body and it is incredible for your body. And I highly encourage that too. If that's what you're into, find what you're into, find what you love and do that every day. If you love to walk, walk. If you love to dance, dance. If you love to lift, lift. But I beg you, don't push past pain. Pain is not okay in the gym. There's a little bit of pain that happens with tearing your muscles, but not to the extent of of injuring yourself, especially if you're autoimmune like I am. If you're not autoimmune, you can tear on and be fine and you recover and you like a normal person. But if you're autoimmune and you tear your muscles and then your stress response goes off and your cortisol shoots off and then inflammation markers go up and, and your body has a full-on fight mode, it's something's wrong. That's not okay and... It's time to honor your body and it's time to figure some stuff out and find the doc. Now that quarantine has happened or now that COVID has happened, no one has an excuse for me not to go to the doctor. You can literally call my doctor right now and make an appointment for your thyroid or for whatever health stuff you need to figure out. My, I know my doctors are competent and well-versed in, in thyroid health, which is is incredible for everybody. Everybody needs to pay attention to their thyroid health. Everyone needs to pay attention to their insulin. Insulin, I had no idea for the record. I had no idea diabetes three is a thing. Like that is insane to me. Alzheimer's is considered diabetes three. So basically they have, they have figured out that insulin eats your brain and causes Alzheimer's, which is crazy. When Chris and I were drinking too heavy and I knew we were, I was listening to NPR one day um, and I can tell you exactly where I was. It's funny, the, the random memories I have. And I remember hearing them say, that there's something called alcohol-induced dementia. And I was having some serious memory problems, which I also know are associated with thyroid issues, but we were all, we were drinking way too much. I mean, a bottle of wine a night is not okay. That is not just because it, you don't have a hangover doesn't mean it's not, a, or that means it's okay. Like, it's not okay. 
Um, or, a, you know, a half a bottle of vodka. That's That was what I was doing 90% of the time. And then wine when I would give up on my diet because give me my wine. I'd much prefer wine. <laughs> Anyways, no reminiscing. That's not allowed here. Just explaining, just just bonding with my, my fellow either ex-drinkers or current drinkers or whoever you are. I love everybody all the same. So thank you for joining me on this evening's edition of Sobriety After Dark. And this was a solo sesh with your host, Jackie Laidlaw. And we are all the same. We are all one. The inner light in me honors and recognizes the inner light in you. We all have a story and we all bring something to the table. Namaste, beaches.